call is now being recorded. <laughs> We're on express elevator to hell. Going down. Two. One. Mark. It is episode 14 of the 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. I am Steve, and you are... I am Doug. And we are brothers. And we're brothers. And Just uh, regular, regular brothers, not like crazy space brothers or anything. Just... Yeah, just regular. Normal. Regular. Yeah, we're not half-brothers, my step-brothers. Um, none of that. None of it. We're real things. We're we're blood brothers. Um, I don't know why I'm even caring about how much attention I'm putting into this. This is crazy. Uh, okay, so uh, this is episode 14, and uh, episode 13 probably should have been called this because uh, 13 is a baker's dozen, but we didn't think about that until now. Um, Doug just came up with the idea of the Baker's Dozen. I like the Baker's Dozen idea, but now it's going to be Baker's Dozen plus one. So that's it. Um, <laughs> we might change the title by the time you you actually see it on your on your device. It might actually say something differently. But that's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it Baker's Dozen plus one. Last time we uh, we talked a little bit about Mexico. Actually, we talked about Mexico a lot. And um, there's been some thoughts that maybe I wasn't being fair uh, to Mexico, um, and some even thought that, that I had that I had said that I hate Mexico, which I never said I hated Mexico, and I don't know where people got that. Maybe it was just the tone of my voice. Maybe it was just it just led people to believe that I hated Mexico. I do not hate Mexico. I think what came out, what 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 I really wanted to get across was not that I hated Mexico, was that. I felt like I could be killed in Mexico. That's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> but but that it's not only exclusive to Mexico. I feel like I can be killed a lot of places. I feel like I can be killed next to an ATM machine at night, you know, alone. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. not that's not, you know, there's nothing against ATM machines. It's just that I feel like I could be killed when I'm standing at one um in the dark. And uh, I also feel like I could be killed when I'm, like, walking uh, on the street at night because uh, if there's no sidewalks, I feel like somebody could easily run me over. And uh, I would hope that they would tell somebody, but maybe they won't, and they'll just lay there for a really long time until somebody <laughs> happens to come along. Um, so these are all things that I, I think about, not exclusively to Mexico. I think that I could get killed just about a lot of you know, a lot of places. So it's not anyway. So I don't want anybody <laughs> to think that I was being unfair uh, to Mexico. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. So we're gonna get right in. We got uh, we had two celebrity deaths this week. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Aaron Moran uh, from uh, most famously known from Happy Days and Joni Loves Chachi. Um, she passed away. Um, 
which is sad. She was young. She was only like 53, I think. Um, and uh, she was great on Happy Days. And I think she might have been like one of my first crushes, like where I like noticed that she was changing from a girl to a woman. Like it, it was like, oh, you know what? Ooh, I think she's kind of cute. You know, and it's like, and I remember thinking that. She was. She was super cute. Um, but uh, a lot of people had a great affection for her, and, and uh, she always seemed like a nice person. And, and so it's uh, it's too bad because she was, uh, she was very young. And then yeah. uh, the other person that just died was Jonathan Demme, who yeah. uh, was a great filmmaker. But if you go back and you look at, you know, all the stuff he's done, I mean, nothing against Jonathan Demme or anything, but you always think that he did more for some reason. And he really didn't have that many, like, so-called hits. You know, I mean, he'd been working for a long time and done a lot of things in his career. But, you know, I mean, everyone knows him probably most by Silence of the Lambs. Right. That was a long time ago. I mean, I forgot how long ago that was. Yeah. That was like 20-some years ago. Um, he definitely made his mark, you know, with that film. And, um, after that, he did some kind of weird stuff. Um, but, Ricky uh, and the Flash. Yeah, Ricky and the Flash. That was the last, that was the last movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never saw it. Her, I watched part of it. Um, it was really, uh, terrible. Like, it was just not good. Um, I mean, it was Meryl Streep, and it was it was. Uh, she was a cannibal. daughter. She was a cannibal. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm mixing, I'm mixing <laughs> stuff up. Sorry. She was a cannibal. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ricky and the Flash. You think that's about cannibals? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's an aging rock star that uh, has a bad the relationship. Flash. Who meets, yeah, who meets the Flash? Um, yeah. Barry Allen, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and they try I don't, to I don't have any together. idea what it's about. <laughs> She's an aging rock star. She's got a strained relationship with her daughter. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, like she's yeah. like been like, you know, around the horn one too many times. You know, she's looking pretty rough. Uh, her life's pretty rough. And, uh, her, Daughter is just kind of done with it, you know, and then so that's just kind of her like trying to reconnect with her. I think I think her daughter like I think her fiance left her or something right at the beginning. I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't interesting enough for me to even log it into my brain, so I don't remember exactly <laughs> what happened. But it was it just was not for me. I was really really bored, and the, the dialogue was not good. Um, and there was nobody's faces. Uh, being ripped off or anything, um, and oh. uh, yeah, like I said, no cannibals at all. <laughs> so that's what you're hoping for. None of it didn't happen in Ricky and the Flash. Um, <laughs> what else we got? Oh, you're uh, you uh, you wanted to bring up uh, the news about uh, Indiana Jones? Yeah, something yeah, to they, say about that as well. Well, Disney released. Uh, the dates for uh, both Star Wars Episode Nine and Indiana Jones Five, among other things, um, 
And Indiana Jones 5 is going to be released in 2020, which is three years away from us now. You know, I don't know if I like this trend. I, I think it started actually at Marvel, where they started attaching release dates before anything else. Like, it's not, you know, we're we're working on the movie and it's going to come out when we're done. It's, okay, here's a date and we're going to make a movie up until that date. And I I don't know if that's best. I remember that happened to Iron Man 2. Yeah. Uh, It probably wasn't the first time, but I know it was pretty famous because it didn't even have a script. And it was just like, we're making this movie and it's going to be released this day. And so we have to churn something out and... Uh, I mean, I think it suffered a little bit because of that. Well, I remember uh, there was a there was an interview with uh, Tim Burton um, when he was making Planet of the Apes, and uh, you know, it was he had like really been pushing you know hard to get it done, and um, he said the promotional stuff was so far ahead of where he was. <laughs> and he oh. said, he said, he said he went to the movie theater and there was a poster for it, and uh, it said uh, this movie has not yet been rated, and he was like, <laughs> this movie has not yet been made. Like I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even close to being done with this movie, and you've got a poster up of it, and when it's coming out, and he said he just really felt the pressure. Like he was like, this isn't. I don't think this is the right way to make movies is, is to have a date and then say, this is your deadline. And then everybody has to race to get to that deadline. And it's like you said, in the past, nobody was concerned about release dates. Like you didn't even know about a release date. Instead. I mean, it probably started like probably with star Wars. I mean, as far as like where they were like, this is coming out this date, but usually it would just say this summer. Or it would say, you know, in May or whatever. Like it wasn't even, there wasn't a specific release date until it got closer. And then you'd start seeing ads on the TV and they'd be like, it's coming out in three weeks. And you'd be like, wow, three weeks, you know, and, and, you know, you'd get excited. Or you'd be like, oh, I think I'm going to go see that movie. But that was also a time when movie theaters kept movies for a very long time. Like a really long time. Um, it would it, it would take you know five months for a movie to like start like making money like you know like where it's yeah. popular you know uh, uh, Warren Beatty was talking about uh, Bonnie and Clyde and how like when Bonnie and Clyde first came out there was just really bad reviews like people were really really hard on it and it took kind of a younger audience to start seeing it and uh, start talking about it, and the word of mouth kind of spread about it. But he said it took months in the theater for it to get, like, a situation where it was, like, considered, like, oh, this is a hit. This is a movie that's doing really well. Which is crazy, because, I mean, now a movie comes out, and if it hasn't made its money back in, you know, two weeks, it's like, oh, this movie's horrible look how bad it's oh, yeah. you know, look how bad it's doing i mean it's like oh yeah. god this thing is this thing is tanking you know it's, like, it's been out for two weeks and already it's tanking and they um, dump it on the video as soon as possible yeah yeah in international markets and all that i mean it's a it's a totally yeah. different 
model. And I don't, and I agree with you. I don't think I don't think it's the way to go. I, I don't yeah. I don't think it's good for movies. Um, but you know, movies. I was just talking to one of my friends about this. I think movies are are kind of dead. I think movies are on their way out because unless it's a big, big event movie like a Guardians of the Galaxy or like, you know, Star Wars, one of these big event movies where people, you know, want to go to the theater and they want to see it on the big screen or in 3D or, you know, in a lounge chair or whatever. Um, they, I don't think movies are the place where it's happening anymore. It's all on TV. All the, all the really good stuff. Yeah. Now it's happening on television. And instead of a two hour movie, you're getting a 10 hour movie, you know, in the, in the comfort of your home. Um, yeah. And I just, well, now I just kids, don't think, you know, kids don't even watch movies anymore. Kids will watch two hours of YouTube videos. Yeah. But they, but they other don't want to watch a, playing, a movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah other, other kids playing video games. For two hours, or just you know, goofballs that make weird videos, and yeah, they'll just you know they'll watch them all, and it's yeah, it's definitely a different world that we've entered into with content. I mean, yeah, people are listening to us talk about stuff. It's true. That's yeah. Why would you do a different that? world? <laughs> I would never do that. Why would you? Why would you want to do that? Um, <laughs> Uh, but back to Indiana Jones. So now it's not coming out till 2020. Okay, that's three years from now. I mean, they're not even going to start on this movie until 2019, which is two years from now. They're not even going to start it. They're not even going to be filming it yet. And Harrison Ford, right now, I think he's like what 73. He might he might be seventy five right now. He's yeah. seventy four right now. Seventy four. He's gonna be he's gonna be seventy seven when this comes out. <laughs> he's gonna yeah. be almost eighty. This is crazy. Come on, people. I mean, we love Harrison Ford. I mean, for for sure. But yeah. really, and I, like, and Indiana Jones realistic. is probably my favorite movie series of all time. Followed closely by by the Marvel, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but as far and, as a and, single character in, in a string of movies, oh yeah, Back to the Future. But as as far as a single character in a string of movies, I think I have to give it to Indiana Jones. I mean, ever since I was a kid, he's just he's been my favorite movie yeah. character. But do we want to him when he's almost eighty? I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings about the fourth one. I might. I would rank them in order of my preference. I would actually rank them in release order. I love Raiders, and I really like the rest in the order they came out with. You know, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and Crystal Skull coming up last. I think I think Last Crusade is one of my favorites, but um, I've, I've grown more fond of Temple of Doom as time has gone on. Like, there's moments in that that I really enjoy. Like, I think as a kid, you know, mom wouldn't like me watching uh, Temple of Doom. So whenever I got a chance to, it it would never, you know, whenever I got a chance to watch a movie, um, one of the movies, it was always either Raiders or Last Crusade. 
and I, I didn't get to see Temple of Doom that often. So as I grew older, I was like, ah, oh, this movie's so great. There's so many great moments in here. So I think that's why it, it got uh, pushed up in my mind. And uh, I don't know, Crystal Skull. It's yeah. A, it's got some good moments. I mean, it, it's got stuff that I, I really like. It's also got some really stupid stuff. Um, it's just, it's just for me. It just when I watch it, it feels like a, a series of missed opportunities. Like, like yeah. it just seems like they could have like gone to the right or they could have gone to the left, and they just always went the wrong way. <laughs> like it's right. like, like oh, you could totally do this, and then they don't. And then it's like, right. you know, and then they do this because they think, well, this is kind of like what Indiana Jones would do, but it doesn't look right. And something's right. weird about it. You know, it's like, like when they, like, for example, like when they're in the cemetery and they're creeping around and the bad guy jumps out and he's got the poison darts and he shoots it and it's like, oh, this is exciting. This could be a really cool, like, fight between him and a bunch of guys with poison darts. Like, this could be really neat. And instead, he just jumps up out of nowhere and blows the dart backwards into the guy's throat and which doesn't Paralyzes even make any sense. Yeah, well, it doesn't make any sense anyway <laughs> because why would there be a thing at the other end of the dart? So, like, yeah. you know, like it, like, it just, like, like he just, like, he's, like, he's not a superhero. He can't, like, blow a, <laughs> blow a, a, you know, poison dart into somebody's throat, like, easily. Like, it's, like, it just seems weird, you know? It's, like, yeah. why would you, why would you do it that way? Like, what, you know, so many little things like that, you know? And I don't know if it was Lucas or if it was Spielberg or who it was that, you know, kind of came up with these moments, but they just yeah. don't quite work the way that the other ones do. And, right. and by the time we get to the whole interdimensional beings thing, that is just bananas. Like that whole sequence is just yeah. crazy. And I mean, I get what they're going for. Away all the stuff. It, that it takes. It takes. It takes. Uh, choi- it makes choices that just don't feel organic. And just, I mean, the whole monkey swinging thing. And, <laughs> and, makes, and apparently, that was Spielberg's. That was Spielberg's idea, from what I've heard. So it's like, wow. oh, come on, come on, man. What? Maybe you should just now stick to doing World War II dramas or something. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I was so excited. I remember when it was ready to come out, you know, and, and they were saying, oh, we, uh, we got the same uh, director of photography from, uh, from the other movies. He's really good. You know, he knows what an Indiana Jones movie should look like. Oh, we're we're gonna yeah. do practical locations. We're not gonna do as much green screen. And then when I saw the movie, especially the end when they're like in the boats and riding on the jeeps and all that stuff, it all yeah. looks like green screen. It all looked terrible. Like it was like oh, I mean, some video games looked better than that. I mean, it's well, the way the way stuff was shot. I think had a big deal to do with that. I mean, because I was watching some of the behind the scenes features. Yeah. And uh, they would show things that I just, I swore were digital and they were actually practical. Oh. And I'm like, why does it look so bad? <laughs> yeah. If this is practical and you, you actually built this giant set, why does it look so fake? Yeah. It's just, there's something about it that just is off. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't get it. 
I don't get it either. It's really weird. But enough bashing about Crystal Skull, I guess. But, I mean, it did give us a really good toy line. Hasbro put out an awesome toy line for all four movies. Yeah. And I still, cool. I still love those and display those figures. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of that. But the movie yeah. itself wasn't, wasn't too great. No, so, every movie has, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so this, this next one, I mean, I'm wondering if, you know, George Lucas will have no influence, which might be a good thing, but it might be a bad thing. I mean, since he's been part of it the whole time, maybe, right. I, I don't know, maybe he's a balance to uh, Spielberg. Hey, well, I guess I we'll find think, out. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he's out of Indiana Jones the way that he's out of Star Wars. I, I don't. I still don't have know. Uh, sure. I would hope so. I would hope he still has some connection. Because I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's not part of Star Wars anymore. So you're right. Maybe he's not going to have any connection at all. That'd be kind of sad, though. Um, but Spielberg's going to be still connected to it. But Spielberg's getting old too, and so maybe right. that's why he's like, you know, he's making old man jokes, you know, because it's just like now. He feels the same way as Harrison does. I don't know. I just I want it yeah. to continue, and I want it to continue in a way that it's not going to end in ten years. You know, I'd like it. I'd like it to keep going. Um, yeah. And I they don't want it to be sad. That's what I mean. Nice you know, it's like yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's and that's why I think that they should go animated. I think an animated Indiana Jones series would be way cheaper and uh, no worries about Harrison Ford hurting himself ever. And you'd still have his voice. You can have the great, you know, villains and the great, I mean, it just, it would lend itself so well to like a, like a really realistic Disney and it's Disney now. So who else could do like something awesome like that and make it like super realistic animation, great, you know, uh, effects and, you know, just, I mean, like really, really put some time into it and make it something really special. Yeah. And, well, and they have all the Disney and everything. That's what I got, mean. I mean, like got who the studio else? behind them. Yeah. And they can make so much money. Oh my gosh! All the toys and all the posters and all the books and the—I mean, gosh! I mean, they would make buku money, <laughs> and they could never stop it. Like it would be animated, so they could just make as many as they wanted. And Harrison could just sit in his house and just do the stuff from his—you know—from his office, and he wouldn't even have to leave. <laughs> He would be happier than anything. He would be putting in, like, the best performance because he'd be just, like, so, like, oh, this is awesome. What a great gig. I'm making all this money, and I don't have to do anything. Um, <laughs> it'd be like retiring. You know, it'd be so great for him. And we would be able to have Indiana Jones movies for the next 20 years. Easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, we could put one out every year, every two years, whatever. Because um, I just, I'm just very, very... Yeah, it really, it really uh, made me think when they said that they were pushing it back. Like, I was like, how much further are you going to push it back? Are you going to push it back further? Are they going to decide that you know they're not ready? You know, they got to finish this other thing, whatever. You know, it's like they they could push it back as much as they want, 
And then it's just like, eh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, which, uh, that'd be a shame. But that's that. Star Wars ends 2019. Yeah. Star Wars ends 2019, and then that's when they're going to be able to start working. That's that's where I'm assuming why. Then then they can start working on Indiana Jones after after that thing's over. Yeah, I suppose so. Because they are just a small little studio. (laughs) Yeah, they don't don't, don't don't have have the resources for one movie. No. (laughs) And then... uh, and then we heard that uh, Jeff Goldblum is going to be in the next uh, Jurassic World uh, sequel. Yeah. On, you know, what's weird, though, is that he's not going to be playing uh, the Jurassic Park character. He's actually going to be the Grandmaster from Thor. So I don't know what that's all about. So switch again. <laughs> Ian Malcolm is actually going to be in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> and the Grandmaster will be in Jurassic World. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see Ian Malcolm come back. I think that'll be a cool thing. And I think they should bring back Sam Neill, too. I think uh, Dr. Grant should make an appearance as well. Um, didn't they try to get him for Jurassic World and something happened there? He didn't want to or yeah, he wasn't able to? Something happened. Yeah, it was a scheduling thing. It wasn't that he didn't want to do it. It was just because Sam, Sam Neill is in Thor Ragnarok. What? Yep. They haven't said what he's playing, but he's in it because uh, he was the star of Taiki's last movie, uh, Hunt for the Wild. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he kind of kind of threw him in there as a late late addition, but he's in there. No, I'm not. predicting now that he's actually playing Sam Neill, and he gets abducted from Earth and thrown into the gladiator combat. He dies in like two seconds. <laughs> and here is. <laughs> Movie star Sam Neill. <laughs> from oh, and he's dead. dead. From dead <laughs> calm and uh, a couple other things. <laughs> he's in that, that Omen sequel. Uh, <laughs> I'm not real familiar with him, but uh, let's see how he does. <laughs> oh, he's doing surprisingly well. Look at him go. He's more oh, than when there goes his head. Um, and then, uh, uh, spoilers are flying rampant about, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You said you already saw some. I have yeah. purposely avoid, avoided them. Um, it's hard because, you know, like, they get released on, in other markets, and then, of course, there's no embargo, like, for, like, critics, where they, you know, they're not allowed to say anything. These are just some jokers on the internet who don't care if anybody knows anything. Um, yeah. And so they just start blowing stuff all over the place. Um, all the reviews that come in that I, I mean, that I've seen, I think there's one of them, like two of them that have like kind of said, eh, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Just by everybody else said that they really, really enjoyed it. So I think, uh, I think it's going to make a lot of money. Oh, I think it's going to be huge. Uh, I mean, I can't believe the marketing push. I mean, you can't turn around right now without seeing Guardian something, which on one really hand I think is is awesome, but on the other hand, I think people are going to get burned out really quickly. I'm starting kind of too much, too much of a good thing. Well, it's too much, like too far ahead. 
Like they should have, yeah. they should have like not been doing it this far. I mean, I, I'm sure this is probably because it's in the other markets, so they had to get it out. The push had to happen no, before it got international. But yeah. for us, for us USAers, um, we've been now inundated with all this marketing for the last week, and now this week, and it still hasn't. Come, it's still not coming out for another week. So we've got yeah. like about. We had about three weeks of marketing before the movie came out, um, which I, I am kind of getting a little fatigued by it because I'm seeing it everywhere. I mean, it's like all over the place. Um, yeah, and it's on Dorito bags, and it's on yeah, yeah. gas pumps, and, uh, and it's being and written in the like sky. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking to all the actors, you know, and, and that's not that's not fair to them, you know, because. Everyone's asking all these questions, and they don't want to spoil anything, and they're really doing their best to, you know, do the press thing, but not blow any of the big secrets. And, of course, everybody wants to know the secrets, and so they're, like, pushing them. And then, you know, the actors end up saying something kind of dumb or whatever, and they're like, you believe what they said? You know, whatever, like... Chris Pratt was talking about something and, and just kind of offhandedly said, you know, um, uh, Suicide Squad, you know, was wrong or uh, was not as good as it could be because of this. And he kind of listed off the things that he thought, you know, were wrong with Suicide Squad. And then yeah. oh, there was all this internet backlash from that, like, oh, who does he think he is? You know, like, oh, like he's in the greatest movie and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, why do we care? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, just leave him alone. The guy, just he's just talking about the movie. He's talking about a movie he's seen, you know, whatever. You know, it's like, it, it, they're under so much scrutiny right now before the movie comes out, you know, because of all this press stuff. And uh, I've seen, like, three articles about Chris Pratt, about people, like, attacking him for, like, things that he said. And it's like, oh, my God, just relax. Just stop it. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair to be doing that, you know, because he said some. Uh, he said uh, he made a comment that um, there's not enough blue-collar characters, uh, like, movies about, like, blue-collar characters, like, people that he, you know, grew up with that are from his world. And then somebody went through and they listed off all of the blue collar characters in movies or whatever. And like, look at all these. And then, <laughs> so he had to come back and he's like, he's like, okay, what I said was pretty stupid. He's like, I'll own that. You know, there's a lot of blue collar characters, whatever. Why should he even have to respond to that? Who cares? He wasn't being like, you know, he wasn't making any kind of like, you know, judgment on class or anything like that. It's an yeah. off-handed remark. How is how can you be like offended by that? Like, like it's just, it's crazy. The world that we live in now, crazy. the way that people are just have these knee-jerk, like offended reactions to everything. They're just waiting to be offended. Like, like right. just say something so I can be upset and I can tell yeah. people about it and be like, oh, I can't believe, believe what he said. Ah, oh, can't believe he said he liked black bread. Who likes black bread? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like, why do you get mad about that? Who cares? Um, so yeah, so that's a little, uh, it's a little disappointing to see people act like that. Um, this, yeah. is, this is the way it is, you know. And then, 
Uh, looks like McG is already out of the Masters of the Universe movie after they just announced that he was directing the Masters of the Universe movie. Like, oh, literally, I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, they just announced yesterday that he is. They have a release date. <laughs> Masters of the Universe, <laughs> which is going to be in uh, 2018. No, I'm sorry, huh. 2019. December 18th, 2019. They even have the date, um, uh, which is two days before uh, Universal's Wicked movie. I didn't even know they're making a Wicked movie. Look at that. Oh, I didn't know that. Either. Um, Weird. Um, it's a great musical, though. Um, but they'll screw it up. And uh, <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> they have they have two years to mess that one up. Don't worry, it'll happen. Um, so McGee was going to be the director of He Man and the Master of the Universe, and uh, and then that was it. That's all we heard. That's all we heard. And then the next day, he's out <laughs> like that quick. It's not. I, I have the nostalgia for the toys for Masters of the Universe. And I remember when when uh, I was a kid, I'd watch the show, and you'd make fun of it. And I'd be like, shut up, Like this is so great. And then I watched it like a couple years later, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he was right to make fun of this. This is an awful, awful show. This is terrible. Yeah, it was definitely. And, and the movie is horrendous, despite, a, uh, I think, a valiant effort by Dolph Lundgren and... Uh, um, Frank Langella. Oh, I can't think of her name. Frank Langella and uh, Courtney Cox. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's I, I just the movie, I can't imagine it actually being good. And I'm, I'm sure somebody's got a really good take on it that, you know, it's more like Lord of the Rings or something. I don't know. But I was just thinking, you know, what they should do is they should give it the Lego movie treatment. It should be like yeah. a stop action comedy with action figures. Yeah. Like a, like a robot that. chicken. That that right. would be really funny. See, that would a work. PG-13, maybe R, stop motion. Oh, that, but that, that could have potential. I would see that. But McGee, the director of Terminator uh, Salvation, which is probably one of yeah. the worst Terminator movies they had, um, yeah. and Charlie Unfortunately. Daniels, and Charlie's Angels was okay, but um, that director, like that style, doing a Masters of the Universe movie, it doesn't make it any sound, sense. It's it sounded terrible. It sounded like a terrible idea, and I don't know who would be looking for it. Who kids don't even know who it is. They don't. They don't know yeah. who He Man is. You know, they know He Man so from, from internet memes, and that's the only reason He Man is still around yeah. is because of because of the internet and, and made honestly it's because it's yeah because it's made fun of I mean if somebody like uh, Del Toro or Peter Jackson was like I've got a really great idea for Masters of the Universe and I think I can make it work I would have faith in that you know sort of a yeah. sci-fi slash fantasy uh, you know action but then just make it thing. yeah but then just but then just make it something else like, why does it yeah. have to be He-Man? Like, I mean, I think because attaching brand, He-Man to it. Brand recognition. It's It's got a built-in yeah. audience. People who like He-Man are going to go see it just because it says He-Man on it. I mean, it's like all the stupid Hasbro game movies that sometimes yeah. turn out to be okay. But, yeah, it's just, it's all about the name, the name recognition. 
Well, then they well then they did the uh, they talked about last week or week or so ago um, about the new GI Joe, same type of thing, name recognition. You know, they want you know to have this you know new brand, this new uh, franchise. Um, but they said that they're going to make it. Uh, and this doesn't make any sense. They said that they want to make it more appealing to millennials, and I don't know what that means. And I don't know what I have no idea, but that's what they said that they wanted it to like be like millennial friendly, and I don't know what that is. Like, I, honestly, I I don't know. I'm not a millennial. You're huh. not a millennial. Um, I know some. Um, I don't know what would make GI Joe more appealing to them. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Really cool beards. Yeah, they're giving uh, every every member of the team a mustache. Yeah, and they wear lumberjack shirts. <laughs> and um and they roll up one leg of their pants so when they're riding the motorcycle, um not only is it functional but it also looks really cool. <laughs> I I don't know. Honestly I don't know why they would do that. Why do they even say that? Like why would they even single it out? Like this is for millennials. G.I. Joe is yeah, more Um And we had talked about what we thought that G.I. Joe should be, that it should be a lot more fun and, and crazy sci-fi and bright colors and, you know, weird characters and that kind of stuff. And it doesn't yeah. sound like that's what they're going to do. So, so uh. screw them right now. Screw them <laughs> in the ear. <laughs> they don't care. In the ear? In the ear. <laughs> it hurts more. Um, and, uh, let's see what else we that got. should have been the name of the episode. <laughs> screw them in the ear. Hashtag screw them in the ear. <laughs> oh, the tick is the tick is coming to Amazon August twenty fifth. I'm very excited. I'm excited. About that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That was a great. It's a great pilot um, that they did last year, and I think the show is going to be really cool. And, I, and what I've loved about the tick, and I've explained this probably to too many people, is that it's it's in the same vein as the Edgar Wright movies, whereas it's a parody of superheroes, but it's also a superhero property, which I think is just right. brilliant. And yeah. so if you're a kid, you can watch it and be like, superheroes! And if you're an adult, you can be like, ah, this is roasting superheroes. And it's it works on both levels, and I think it's brilliant. I mean, the, the comic, the animated show, uh, the first live-action show, I mean, they all fell into that that formula. And so, and, and it looks like uh, this new version is doing the same thing. It's just, you know, kind of skewing the, uh, the modern superhero TV shows, you know, like the CW stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm really looking does, forward to does. seeing the whole it thing. Does. It does have a more serious uh, kind of bent to it, though. Um, right, which, which, which is the modern really different. Have. Yeah, I mean it's it's taken on that same sort of tone and that same angle. So but I, they but they um, made but they made they made uh, Arthur his you know his sidekick. They made him. Um, well, I mean they they make him the lead, which is what he's supposed to be in the other shows too. But a lot of times he got kind of overshadowed a little bit. But. Yeah. Um, this one, I mean, it looks like he really is the lead. 
And I love the way that they just kind of have the tick kind of on the fringes of his story. It really is Arthur's story. And Arthur's yeah. story is, is in the, in this particular instance, it's really tragic and sad. Like, it's like very serious. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. like they're, the, the tragedy, they're not like taking out. Like it's, I mean, they're not playing it soft. It's very hard. And it really worked. Like I didn't, I wouldn't expect that, but it did. It really did work um, because then it, it, like this whole thing of him telling people that he's seeing superheroes, um, has a lot more resonance because they think he's kind of mental, and then you know he's telling them what he's seeing, and people are like, "Yeah, you're not taking your meds again. You're getting all paranoid again. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff." And he's like, "No, no, no, for real. You know, like that that." Master villain is back, and and I gotta stop him. And and others are like, oh, okay, Arthur, all right. And uh, and then when the tick shows up, and he's like, let's do it, let's kill evil, you know. And he's like, you know, really into it. Um, it's really fun because yeah. he's finally got somebody who believes him and, and who really like believes that they can uh, they can save the city. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I'm, I'm very I'm very excited about that one. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, what time are we at? What else do we got? One o three. Is there any new trailers that came out? I'm trying to remember. Kingsman, we Secret Circle. Uh, see, I still have to see the first one. That's one I've been meaning to see. That's a fun movie. Uh, I haven't gotten around very to it. Fun. Yeah, it's very fun. And. uh we talked about Star Wars last time. Nothing new with that. Um, boy, I'm drawing a blank here. I think Aliens yeah, coming I think out. Uh, I saw there's a little uh, prequel to the new Alien movie. Again, kind of like what they did with that Last Supper little short. Right. There's another, right. There's well, another uh, one that was released, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it either. I, I, I also saw that headline and I um, did not check it out. Uh, so that's interesting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about more stuff that we haven't watched. <laughs> that's it. Is there anything else that we haven't seen? Um, Better Call Saul is uh, in its uh, third week and it's just as good as it's ever been. Such a fantastic show. Everybody watch Better Call Saul. And Fargo just started uh, last week. Um, they're about two episodes in. Also, very, very good. Um, this this next season three of Fargo is it's probably the most like Fargo that I've felt so far. Although they all have that feeling like it's in the world of Fargo without being the movie Fargo. This one really does feel like it's the movie. That makes any sense. But it's it's really enjoyable. That one either. Yeah, it's so good. And this new one has Ian McGregor in there playing two parts. He plays brothers. Um, it's got oh, a lot really? of great. Yeah, and he's great. He's really great. And the other two seasons are great too. I mean, Billy Bob Thornton in the first season is great. Um, the second season, Patrick Wilson is really amazing. Uh, and and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, and there's, they've got such great talent on these shows. Um, and then, uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. 
Powerless got canceled. Oh, yeah. Just, like, out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't even, like, a warning. It wasn't like, oh, Powerless isn't doing well. Gone. Already gone. Just done. Um, Which is too bad, because I I actually liked it. Um, Granted, like, not every episode was, like, 100% hit. But a lot of it was pretty funny. And I think that if it had a little bit more time, I think it could have found its found its way. Um, but again, they don't give anybody a chance anymore. They don't give anybody no. you know any time to like find an audience, you know, develop a show, whatever. They're immediately gone. Yeah. Um, which doesn't make any sense to me because I mean, like, why wouldn't you just let them finish the season? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't really understand yeah. that. Like, you've already you've already got the sets, you've got all the talent, you've got everything there. Just finish it. Because you know you're going to be able to sell it on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. You're going to nail it. I mean, you're going to be able to sell the whole season together and make your money back. Like, you're going to make whatever it is. You're going to make your money back. Like, it's going to yeah. happen. So why not just finish it? And then now they're saying well, somebody, the last yeah, man on Somebody's going to watch it. And well, now they're saying the last man on Earth is in jeopardy of not finishing and I'm like, just let him finish the season. Just let him finish the story. Like, why would you pull the plug on it before the season's even over? Um, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I don't get it. Today's day don't and age, it. I mean, don't they know that, that it will eventually find an audience? I mean, I don't even think, shows, think so. Shows get canceled and then brought back on Netflix 10 years later. I know. Why can't they just finish two episodes? Or whatever it is. I don't get it. I honestly do not understand. And then they have the writer's strike that's looming, which is a big deal because that will affect a lot of shows. It'll affect some movies. Um, The last last writer's strike affected, uh, uh, they said that's why the second Transformers wasn't good. (laughs) It's because of the writer's strike. They honestly said that. I don't I think that's that. the reason why that, it was. No, it's not. Cool. That's, not that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Michael Bay said. He said, "Well, whether for the right, oh, strike, Michael Bay, we would have we would have had a great movie." Um, and I don't even know what that writing would even be for the Transformers movie. You know, red robot <laughs> jumps down from building and crashes into green robot. Green robot <laughs> says. Arg and Red Robot <laughs> falls down and rides Yellow Robot. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what kind of writing is involved in that? Cut to shot oh. of woman's cleavage. <laughs> Cut to <Yes>. explosion. <laughs> Cut another <to> robot testicles. <laughs> Next shot of woman's butt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice try, though, Michael Bay. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, But yeah, that's that's a real thing, though, the the, the writer's strike. So if that happens, uh, I mean, it could affect affect shows that are, like, just going into production now, like Walking Dead. Um, Oh, yeah. Because those are are just starting up. Um, that That could really affect, like, when these shows come out or, or, uh, Maybe they'll have to like have other people write. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be like the kids 
like the cast or something will come in and like write some random crew member's kid comes in I've got a great idea we might get our toddler land that way the oh dog. yeah I forgot about the toddler land writing <laughs> dogs <laughs> that's such a great idea alright well, we should wrap this up I can't think of anything more to say you're going to have to do a lot of editing. There's a lot of dead space on this one. You won't know it because it will be gone. Doug is a, Doug is a genius. We'll remove all that. Um, but this has been the 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. And you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on the website, 10mfh.com. And uh, you can find me on Dennis the Office Cobra. You can find Doug at uh, Wugman Max. And mm-hmm. uh, we have a Reddit page. We have a oh, uh, Twitter right. account. We're on the um, dark web. <laughs> We're not on the I don't even know what the dark <laughs> web is. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> bye.